I don't disagree with your premise. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to take something to get off of Russ, and it's going to take something to get something of value back. But right. how much value get it coming back is worth is it. Is enough. Mm-hmm. Is enough. And you and I have, you and I have arg- arg- not arguments, discussions about this all the time, right? But if all the people in the chat now gave their line for what, you know, is worth it, that those, there's going to be a many different opinions there. And they may all be different than yours and mine and maybe different than Rob's and maybe different genies and whoever, right? Like maybe different Joey and Jesse, like all of us have a different threshold for what is enough. And what you said, what you and Dan talked about, I think Dan mentioned it. Like I understand the reluctance to give up the two first round picks because what happens if you get guys that, you know, theoretically can help, you know, guys that can play guys that can help kind of some role players there's different constructions alleged out there and what if it's either a not good enough talent wise or b you you're making a bet on the 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 health of lebron and ad and as you and i have talked about if lebron and ad aren't healthy none of this shit matters anyway Mm -hmm. but if they are not healthy and none of the shit matters anyway and you have sacrificed stuff in the future, you're really fucked. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes down to, I don't think the Lakers are being dogmatic in their unwillingness to trade one pick or trade two picks. I think it is the threshold for what it's going to take to attract the Lakers into that is a little different than, than you think. Or right, not, not than you think, than, you, than, than your line, what you would yeah. prefer. So, yes, I, obviously, or, or else a move would have been made already. <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, because all of this assumes that something was available. So maybe is the answer to that. Well, but like if, if nothing was available, then the Lakers wouldn't have been having conversations over the course of the offseason. If like yeah. no team was you willing have to conversation, take on... You have conversations to find out what's available. Sure, but like something is, has to be available. <laughs> then, then, all right, Bojan Bogdanovic. Not on the table. <laughs> Miles Turner's going to leave in a year for nothing. He's not available. Like that, 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 come on. But, but, but like also, the other thing, and, and Alexis, I, I'm going to really quickly answer, touch on this really quick. Alexis asks, um, again, Anthony, would those, question, would those players we signed would have been there if we waited to trade Russ, and how would the KD trade delay affected things, and how did that affect things? Um, I don't think the Lakers signed anybody that like anybody was in some incredible rush to sign like even Lonnie Walker who I think is the the highest pedigreed player that the Lakers signed um I wouldn't have considered it a lost offseason if they didn't sign him if they lost out on Lonnie Walker by waiting to make the the Russell Westbrook trade no and and most of the Lakers signings came later anyway yeah yeah plus yeah you had like some clutch connection guys yeah I don't Lonnie Walker being one of them like I don't I don't think we actually saw this actually when the Lakers were waiting to make the Kawhi signing, right? Where it seemed like, and I'm not, I'm only alleging this because this would get <laughs> the Lakers in trouble, but it, it it seemed like the Lakers essentially told guys like Danny Green or 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 other signings that they made right after Kawhi made his decision, hey, if you wait for this, we will give you a you know we'll give you a bump in what we would normally sign you to anyway. Um, 
And and lo and behold, Kawhi signed somewhere else. The Lakers signed Danny Green to a contract that he probably wasn't necessarily worth at the time, but he was worth it because he waited for the Lakers to to find out one way or the other on Kawhi. I think the Lakers, while they couldn't have offered more to the guys that they would have signed on the on the minimum, um, because they they were restricted to signing those guys on the minimum. Um, if the Lakers would have said, "Hey, we're interested in you." We just have to make this other move first. If you get another minimum offer, best of luck, man, but you're a minimum player. You are literally inherently fungible. You are replaceable in every sense of the word. I mean, that, yes. that's, that's how I would answer that. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> yes, no, I don't think, I don't think, um, I don't think that uh, anybody was missed out on by, by waiting on anything been. or would have been missed out on by, yeah. by waiting. And, to answer the question, uh, I'm going to be careful here, but to answer the second part of, of Alexis' question, I th- I think the always that whatever the Nets were, were wanting to do with Kyrie was always tied to Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there's the answer here, to that. Here's, here's how I'll, because I can be, I can be a little bit more reckless. So, Yes, the, the, the Nets weren't going to trade Kyrie so long as Kyrie was seen as a, an asset who might be able to convince Kevin Durant to come back. The intel I would have been interested in if I was the Lakers was, are you at all interested, in tra- actually interested? Are you having any of these negotiations to move Kevin Durant in good faith? Um, I think there's, there's real question to whether they were because... If you look at the offers that they were looking for for Kevin Durant, yeah, in a vacuum, Kevin should have gone for Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, 73 first-round picks, and, and, and you move forward that way, right? But this isn't done in a vacuum. Teams were taking into account that Kevin Durant is flaky, and mm-hmm. he changes his mind, and he was going to go for below market value. And... Like if I was the Lakers, the type of intel that I would have been really looking for was, should we actually be waiting for them to make a Kevin Durant decision um, and then move off of Kyrie sooner than they were willing to over the course of the... Because what it seems to me right now is that, again, based on the way that the Nets were holding these negotiations, uh, is they weren't going to trade Kevin unless they got an okay. offer that was never coming. Okay. So, so yes, you are right. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't think the nets were operating in good faith. And the reason mm-hmm. I, I think we have plenty of evidence of that. And yeah. you know why? Because he two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whatever it was said, get me the fuck up out of here. And the nets said, no, no, <laughs> right. no. Well, it was also, it was also funny that he framed it and it was framed as an ultimate, like it was a Kevin Durant demands out of, of Brooklyn. It's like, no, yeah, he didn't. No. He made an ultimatum. That's yeah, those no. are two very different things. He no. told them if, like, if he actually wanted out, he would have said, it doesn't matter what you do. You can fire Steve Nash. You can fire Sean Marks. I'm still not coming back. I'm still not reporting. I'm out of here regardless. Like cool. the time when we when we got the report that he was like, the only way I will come back is if Steve Nash and Sean Marks are, are, are fired. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So Kevin isn't getting moved. Like Josiah isn't getting... It's Josiah, Josiah ain't getting bullied into nothing. Yeah, like no. he has... All of China back. This is he think we think Kevin Durant is gonna bully Josiah. 
so the so to the other part of it though the and the part that i disagree with you a little bit yeah. is in saying that the lakers maybe should have gotten that intel about what was actually going to happen um the lakers had good intel on this um rob and i talked about this at summer league and he said i don't think um I don't think KD is going to get moved. Mm -hmm. um, and I also think that, or I don't, to go back to like the earlier stuff about what was missed out on. What's funny if, is, if the the, Lakers, just really quickly, yeah, really yeah, quickly. Yeah. While Rob and you were having that conversation, that was right around the time that it was floated out there that Kevin might have made his trade demand to get Brooklyn to move Kyrie. So I just, I find the timing of that funny. Like both of those things came out at around the same time. So, and, and as it relates to possible conversations that the reported conversations that the Lakers and Nets were having um, about Kyrie do you think that the Lakers missed out on any opportunity by if they pursued that, pursuing that for however long the Lakers had those conversations and pursued it? Do you think they missed out on anything? Yeah, I I do. Like other <laughs> other other trades. So, because if not, it doesn't matter. Yeah, to quote Darius, yes and no. Right, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, because. If your focus is still, which it was, right? The Lakers' top priority this year was to try to trade for Kyrie Irving, not necessarily because they were like sold on the on the prospect of employing Kyrie Irving for the foreseeable future. There are several people in the Lakers organization who aren't necessarily thrilled at that idea, um, but more so because if they would have traded. Russ, a bad contract in two first rounders and gotten back Kyrie Irving, that would have been trading a quarter for $5. <laughs> like in terms of potential value, you are, you are sending out a quarter and you are getting back Tesla stock um, at its peak. And, and so like, I, I, if that is your focus, if inherently, if your focus is over here, that means you weren't as focused on conversations that you could be having with Indiana, with Utah, that would maybe allow you to be more productive earlier in the offseason so that you would have a more fluid and logical offseason from that point forward. Like we started this conversation with the criticism from me of, hey, you can't, you can't design a roster with a move in mind because if you don't make that move, that roster makes zero sense. And that's the situation the Lakers find themselves in. So yes, in the sense that maybe by focusing on Kyrie Irving, you can't make those that, that trade anyway. But no, in the sense of like you just finished talking about a second ago, we don't know what was available to the Lakers from those other teams. So I think, I think the, 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 the focus... You know, focus uh, question is a fair one. I, I also would say that that deal was probably worth focusing on. Yeah, and oh, and I, and I would yeah. also say that let's not underestimate the bandwidth that people have because all thirty teams are having conversations with all twenty nine other teams at all times. 
So it's not like uh, if, if a team, team A is focused over here with team B that team C and D and E and F and throughout the rest of the alphabet are not having conversations. Everybody's talking, canvassing the league at all times. I would, I would guess, maybe not GM to GM specifically, but front office to front office, somebody in one front office to somebody in another front office, often it is the GM or assistant GM, but they are talking multiple times a week throughout the entire season. Or they don't in, have in anything else to do. <laughs> They're talking to each other all the time. It's their job. Yeah. They're talking to each other all the time. No, they have plenty of they have plenty of other stuff to do, but they are talking to each other all the time. I mean, you got to figure out how many guys you're sending to go watch Victor Webanyama and Scoot play in October because that is going to be the most scouted game in I don't know, well, two games in I don't know how long. Did mm-hmm. you, seven four barefoot? <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about him because he's not draft eligible yet. But they're talking teams. Every team is talking to every other team all the time. And conversations, hey, like, is so-and-so available? Or what do you think about, would you be interested in so-and-so? Or somebody will say, hey, we kind of like so-and-so on your squad. What kind of thing do you think that would take to kind of make something happen there? So I don't think focusing on something at the beginning of the off season affected any of the other negotiations, but um, yeah, I mean, I understand, I understand the, the, uh, I understand the perspective. I, I don't think it's unreasonable. It's just not entirely how the NBA works. So basically the Lakers approach to this off season was chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. Unfortunately, it seems like this offseason is ending much <laughs> like his, oh, going back to his back? part in Golden oh. Thrones, in, in Game of Thrones. Like it, it didn't go very well. <laughs> are, are you into, uh, what is it, House of House of the Dragon? Are you into All it? right, do you want to, all right, quick quick aside. We're yeah. 49 minutes in, but all right, so quick aside on, on House of Dragons. It seems to me the people who are making this have once again kind of forgotten what made Game of Thrones as special as it was or as special as it eventually became. Because Game of Thrones, like, we came to love Tyrion Lannister because we spent so much time with him on the road. We came to love Jon Snow because we were there walking uh, north of the wall with him for, like, two seasons. And we came to love his relationship with Ygritte because we watched that relationship grow. And House of Dragons, while it is, it looks spectacular and there are parts of it I really, really like, they, they, like this time jump thing where do you jump oh, yeah, six two, months in the it first was like two, three one three years from two episode two to three it was two three years right 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 it's just like like that that's all time that we could come to understand more of why damon is operating the way that he is and like you, you guys are gonna be fun, shocked to find this out but i don't like the process behind, <laughs> behind game of thrones is that <laughs> I'm a slave to process, and I think so, they're skipping really important parts of the process here. So I, I'm surprised to hear you say that, but I agree with you a thousand percent, but kind of in a different way. But I agree okay. with you. I'm already confused. It feels like Westworld yeah. to me. Like I'm already confused, right? And I think that, I mean, part of the thing that we loved about, uh, or at least that I loved about uh, Game of Thrones, what the was the breadth of it. But at the beginning, they gave us a few people to focus on to really care about and get to know. And then they yeah. expanded and expanded and expanded. 
you know, where at the end of it, there was a thousand characters that we knew. I don't even know everybody's name yet. And we're only three episodes in. I feel like, I mean, maybe I'm just old and dumb and, yeah. and have too much unnamed cognac while I'm watching because I do really, I really <laughs> yeah. enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. I've been There's really a, into a, it. Yeah. I've been really into it, but I'm like, every time I watch it, I feel like, how much shit am I missing? Because I don't, I don't know who this is, and I should because there's too many characters. Yeah, I, I just and again, I think we needed would, to start a little slower. You would learn, you would learn about those characters while they're traveling, you know, from one spot to another. It's just like Game of Thrones at its beginning and at its best, right? Like the reason uh, we got the payoff, like that, that Ramsey's death was such a payoff, was because we spent like episodes plural almost a season learning why we should hate this guy when ramsey shows you up give the spoiler alert from six years ago Nah, i think we're good okay. but like when ramsey when when sansa's getting handed off to is getting wed to ramsey we're all like yeah. oh this is terrible this is not gonna end well for sansa this well. is she you know and we knew that because we spent all that time watching san uh watching uh ramsey ramsey just be like the worst version of any person we've ever known, you know? And, and, and it's just, yeah, I think house of dragons is, is it looks cool. Um, the concept I think is, is and, and look, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll find out in more time in the series that like the fat that they have trimmed was actually worth trimming that the mm -hmm. fat that they like them jumping time actually made sense because there's something more important happening. Like eventually Viserys is going to die, right? Not even spoiler. We know this. He's, he, his fingers are falling off. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They like are. usually like for me, if I see a character cough on camera, that's when I'm like, oh, that person's going to die. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah. That person is going to die because they, it's an, it's an editing thing. You don't leave coughs in, you know, I have a mute button. If I, if I, if I don't, Right, like if I if I I if I have to cough, I can hit the mute button and remove a cough from the proceedings. If you leave a cough in, it's usually because there's a reason they want it. you to know yeah. that person's gonna. And this guy's losing half his hand. Yeah, <laughs> like, and by so, the way, has some strange ailment that yeah it seems like sitting on the Iron Throne <laughs> like stabs yeah. your body. And, right, and it, and then he he needs leeches and maggots and such. Yeah. Um, so it. So yeah. anyway, but like I, I, um, maybe we'll find out once Viserys dies and we meet like old Rhaenyra. Like basically, they're they're laying the groundwork for why you should kind of sort of care about some of these characters. And then when we get to the real conflict, they'll slow down. That's what I'm hoping. Is that they'll 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 eventually slow down when we get to the real conflict right now. And and they basically spelled out some of the conflict in that and they'll they'll dive into the weeds of it when it actually hits us have Maybe. you come have you come around on legacy yet i can't i whew, i this is a me problem it um this is this is at like i couldn't watch beyond the second episode and it's it's not even necessarily because of legacy in particular mm -hmm. it's because i am hardwired to mistrust any or distrust anything that the subject of the documentary has final say on the direction of the documentary. So like last dance, I didn't like last dance too much. Um, the Jeter documentary was a farce. Like it was just, it was it's like, none of that. It was bad. It was, I, 
I could tell it was a farce just from the trailers. It was bad. And then I got through two episodes of, of Legacy, and it's clear the protagonist here is Dr. Buss. Um, and everything that is said and done is to paint Dr. Buss as like this, this messianic character. And I think it's more interesting. This is a brand problem widespread too. I think stories are more interesting if we learn about adversity and we learn, and we learn about like the, the bumps in the road that created the calluses that allowed somebody to become the genius that Dr. Buss was. And I don't think we've learned enough about, about like what made Dr. Buss tick. Well, you got to keep watching because there's been more of that recently. Yeah. Yeah. About about his childhood. Yeah. um, About the, how many times the Lakers were on the edge and Dr. Buss by extension Mm -hmm. were on the edge of financial ruin. Yeah. Um, And so some of the difficulties and the decisions that he made and the boldness and getting toward, but I, you're, you're right. Conceptually, you're right. Um, I think they do a good job in this case of kind of towing that line of, of you're right, though, right? Like, yeah. they're not a reliable narrator. You're right. Yeah. Inherently, you are correct. But I... And like I said, as, this as is a me did, problem. They could yeah. have... They, they can execute it better than other documentaries can have, but it still would be a me problem that I would just be cynical about everything that's being said. I, it's understandable. I would encourage you to to give it another shot. The other part of the other part that's interesting for me, a lot of it is information I just didn't know because I did not grow up in the fabric of LA and the Lakers. Um, but they had there's a lot of like archival footage and and mm-hmm. even audio that isn't around or I at least I've never seen or heard before that is that is interesting. Yeah. Now we're talking I have... TV. I like this. I'm about to have nothing but time on my hands. So I would <laughs> imagine go. I'm probably going to dive into this stuff, especially like I'm supposed to be at the hospital for three straight days or two straight days, like two nights, three days. So yeah, my, my phone is loaded up with a bunch of stuff that I'm going to be watching. Okay. So now before we get out of here, give me your, give me your, uh, your starting lineup. I'm holding you. I'm pinning you to it as it stands now. Of. Uh, of House of Dragons, like who yes. I would, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <sure>. yes. <laughs> who, are, who are your five dragon riders? <laughs> um, all right, and- uh, there's like YouTube. I watch YouTube to go to sleep, uh, and so a lot of it is Star Wars. I watch Bob Ross, the painting. I watch, watch woodworking. I watch some cooking stuff, but I've been watching breakdowns of of the House of Dragons episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, all the like spoilers and Easter eggs and visual yeah. references you missed. And there'd be like 73 of them. And there's 20, you know, it's a 25 minute video. I'm like, did I even watch the show? I don't know any of this shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I even watched it. I've been, I've like, been listening oh, to wait. networks. He has two podcasts where he talks about the, um, uh, the, the show, right? He has the official one that he hosts with Greta something. And then he has his show that he does with Rosie. And, um, he's, you know, incredibly informed and stuff like that. So I, that's how I kind of learn about the minutia of the show. But uh, beyond that, yeah, I'd, I could, I feel bad for like Jen, right? She's watching it and she's I constantly like, all right, so who is, who's that again? And wait, wait, wasn't he just over there? How did he, you know, like for did like you, Damon. Did you, read, did you read the books? Um, The Game of Thrones books. I didn't read like the, Okay, Excel okay. spreadsheet on yeah. Because I'm like, oh, this Game is so and so's. I'm like, 
I need a family tree posted. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, something's going. I don't know who right. this is or who this is going to be, or this is Aegon, the ninety fourth of his name, who will be this. I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. All right. So my starting, starting five. five. Starting five. Uh, Patrick Beverly. Mm-hmm. Is this no way? Is this what you think or what your choice would be? What you think it will be or what you? Oh, you I think mean, it I, should what be? I think it will be is to is is very different. All right. Um, so this would be your. This is your choice. My choice. Yes. Um, Patrick Beverly, LeBron, Anthony Davis. We good so far? I mean, yes. Malik got- Beasley and Bojan Bogdanovic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I have, to, like, I have to make this, just for people that listen back to this, I have to make it incredibly obvious <laughs> as an audio medium that I'm drinking. So here, hold on. I kind of want to just frame this comment. From James and Santiago. This live is amazing. Now we know when Anthony speaks of stuff Aaron can't talk about. Aaron takes a sip of the cognac. <laughs> We've been telling on ourselves for months, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to give a specific brand, and now because they still haven't sponsored us, yes, it is unnamed <laughs> cognac is delicious. Now you um, can see it, me drinking, but when I say unnamed cognac is delicious, that's what it means. Yeah. It means so, me avoiding very, very clumsily avoiding the the topic. I can't, I can't even do like a starting five. The roster doesn't make enough sense for me to do a starting five. Okay, but the roster is what it is right now. So what is the starting five? <sighs> Shit, <laughs> like, it's not good. Is what it is. It's it's just like you like still got to put five. You got to put five guys. So out it's there. it's it's Patrick Beverly, Russell Amber Westbrook. Uh-huh. Um, those are the there's your starting backcourt. Once again, competing for worst backcourt in the league. Stop it. Um, so there's Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, LeBron, AD, and Thomas Bryant. That's that's the I one think, I think I is think, going to I be. I think that's what it. I think that's what it is going to be, and mm-hmm. I think that is what it should be. Yeah, I mean, like I personally, um, I think eventually. I don't know how long Russ will be in that shooting guard spot. Like, I prefer shooting guards who can shoot. I don't personally. I, I I I think offensively, it's there. It's flipped. I think defensively, yes. I think defensively, Pat Bev is guarding the lead initiator for the other team, and Russ is guarding the two. Yeah. But offensively, I think it's flipped. Can I, I also Pat, say I something Pat really Bev quick is too? The, is the quote unquote shooting guard? Yes. People are who are hoping for Austin Reeves to start. No, it's it's I not just, gonna happen. I, I I forgot for a second that this is eventually gonna be a podcast. I was just shaking my head side to side. It's it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it was. It, <laughs> I, I, I I'm sorry, but on a team that features a Hall of Famer and Russell Westbrook, an undrafted sophomore, um, is is probably not going to be playing uh, shooting guard, starting shooting guard minutes. Well, look, I look, Coach Ham is has everybody's gonna get a chance. I think. I just think. The first Every coach chance, says that. I think the first chance is going to go to. I, I think. I think the first three guys you mentioned, LeBron, AD, and and Pat Bev, are in pen or ink or yeah, blood Sharpie. or whatever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As far as as far as the other two, I think Russ 
and Thomas Bryan are going to get the first two chances to start, and I think they should. Yeah. I don't know how long the leash with Russ is going to be, but I think he is going to, and I think he should get – because unfortunately the Lakers I don't think are talented enough to just like put that talent to the side and say, man, like there's no other – there's no other obvious option. So a more interesting question here becomes what is their closing lineup? Like that's the interesting one. Is AD at the five? Is Russ out there? Is, are they, are, you know, at, at some point they're going to have to try to win these games, right? And the politics kind of fall by the wayside as you're trying to win these games. So, you know, will Damian Jones be out there if they prefer defense? Like, um, is, my suspicion is, as of, as of game one, my suspicion is, um, Russ, Pat Bev, LeBron, AD, and either Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, or Kendrick that's Nunn. so small. That yeah, is... but but the but but teams play smaller to finish games, and it's like it's small, but it's not like painfully small. It's small, but it's not like yeah. I mean, like was... Isaiah Thomas isn't out there, but it's still no, small. No, 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 no. Like if, if, if game one, the Warriors, who are the Warriors going to have out there to finish? Steph, Steph Pool, Clay. Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond. So, like, it's bigger than that, and they just won a title. Yeah, but and the, if they were but, gonna go, if they were gonna go big, they'd play Kavon Looney, who's six nine. So it the is pro- not the, small. The problem, the problem with comparing that is that like the Lakers don't have anybody, anybody who shoots as well as the third best shooter in that lineup. Like, I'm not even talking about Steph. I'm not even talking about Clay. We're talking about Jordan Poole. And the Lakers don't have like if you go small, the purpose is to spread teams out and attack them with paper cuts. But like the the Lakers, there's no reason if you're a defense to get stretched out. Anthony Davis is a below a below average shooter. Uh, Russell Westbrook is a below average shooter. Lonnie Walker is a below average shooter. Kendrick Nunn might be a, above average shooter, but we don't know if he has a a, a working left knee. So like. <laughs> <laughs> I, again it's like how I much said longer are we beginning. talking do i need to go back do i need to i'm not, you I, keep this going I, I need to head back to the store and get get another one yeah i look again it this is this is why i started the conversation that i did and i'm glad that you're wrapping up the conversation where you are is because the roster as it's currently constructed was clearly put together in a way that assumed a russell westbrook trade was coming and Unfortunately, a Russell trade not only hasn't come, but seems less likely the longer that you and I sit here and talk. It's Friday, man. This is usually peak Friday news dump hours. In the next like in the next like three four hours, normally this is where the Lakers would announce, "Hey, we that that giant mistake that we made last year." Yeah, he's now in Utah. Um, this is normally how that would go down, but we're still waiting for it. And and. LeBron can't keep pushing back his his mini camp um, as he waits for a Russell Westbrook trade. They can't push back Media Day as they wait for a Russell Westbrook trade. So eventually, they're going to have to. We're going to get some leak that the Lakers have ended all conversations and they are committed to the roster that they have. But even when they do that, and even given 
how nice it'll probably be for everybody involved um, who are currently on the roster to just know like, all right, this is our group. This is our, this is who we're rolling with. Even as nice as that might be, um, that exhaling is, is pretty short lived because then you start looking at the roster and you're like, oh dear God, (laughs) this is a nine seed with LeBron and AD on it. So I disagree with you. If LeBron and AD play as much as we all hope they play and want them want them to play, then, then I disagree with you. <laughs> I disagree with that too. However, um, I, I look. No, your premise your premise is not a flawed one um, about the off season. I just like that forcing you into a bad move. I think is not the right move, um, and I still think there's a decent chance that this roster will look different when the season starts. Yeah. I, I would still, I would probably put it at a coin flip now, you know, or a slightly weighted coin flip if you want, where one which, is, which way is, which way is, which way is weighted. You're doing the, you're doing the, the, uh, the, uh, what was the Batman, the two face? What was the, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The, heads, I, heads. I win tails. You lose. Right. Uh, I think I still again, and it might be it might be confirmation bias on my part or or wishful thinking on my part to think mm-hmm. that I hope that the Lakers eventually make a move for the everything that you and I have talked about. Um, and I also think I wrote this on on a silver screen yesterday, right? That uh, as much as the Lakers have tried to put their best foot forward here reality is still staring them in the face. Like it was funny to have a literal big elephant in the room in Russell Westbrook while you're introducing his potential replacement. Like I I get why Russ would want to be there and I get why the Lakers would want Russ to be there because you want to make it look like, all right, this is what we're rolling with. He's supportive of his new teammate. They're putting, they're, they're letting bygones be bygones, but it's also like the fact that Russ needed to be there is acknowledgement of, of, aforementioned bygones <laughs> like they they those 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 things just don't go away and and it's not even necessarily because we've there have been productive teammates who haven't liked each other in the past harrison and myself are, are a pretty decent example <laughs> but wait which but one like, of you is pat babin which one of you is oh russ? i'm for sure russ just just a volume shooter who is not very efficient and harrison, harrison is harrison may or may not have intentionally injured you He's look, he's he can be mean. I think you just called Harrison less talented than you, also. No, and I think <laughs> I, I think you've no, I, that you've had a better career than Harrison. That's probably not true. Well, that's probably not true. We'll see. <laughs> more time cool. i don't know we have to see now you're actually going. gonna start a fight between me and harris right and who's that's why we need to keep the analogy going i'm like who is who is who in this is stirring up the pot maybe she's too russell Westbrook. yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no i i think i think i think it's more likely than not that russ is not on the team by the time training camp rolls around but whereas i thought about i thought it was at like 95 to 5 for most of the off season, it's now at like sixty five fifty five or seventy thirty or no, yeah seventy thirty or sixty five thirty five. Um, that is that is how numbers work. I said fifty five is like one hundred and ten. 
but um, that was a nah, struggle for you. Yeah. 120. Uh, I'm not good at math, but yeah, I, what's I, without getting yourself into trouble mm-hmm. and sending people off here. If you had to predict if Russ starts the season on, on the Lakers, um, does he make it to the trade deadline? So part of it is how, uh, what it looks like with him and the health of the guys that matter. But like you and I have then. a pretty good feel for how things usually are going to go. Um, I think the roster is going to look different. I still think the roster is going to look different um, by the start of the season. And I definitely think it would look different by training camp or by, excuse me, by the trade deadline. Okay. There I think go, it everybody. is. Yeah. There you go. There you go, everybody. All right. That's going to do it for this uh, live. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but he's like ringing his. Gla- I didn't know you could ring glass out. That's really impressive. Um, that is going to do it for this live edition of the hook. Uh, the plan on these is to do, or in general is to start doing more live content. So whether that is live episodes of the hook of mine and Harrison's show, um, you name it. We obviously we have spaces and we have some fun. Uh, we have some fun content planned for you guys for spaces. Uh, as, as of a conversation I had, mm, I like yesterday. it. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, so we have some really cool stuff here as I head out on paternity leave. This is the last show of my pre paternity leave stretch here. The next time you guys hear me on on, leave stretch. Okay. Yeah. So next time you guys hear Aaron and I on a hook together, like I have bags. Now my bags are just going to bags on bags on bags on bags because I will probably be holding a baby Mm. um, on one of my shows during the show. Yeah. We'll see. I like it. I like it. Look, if if, I want, I want miles to earn his nepotism. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so until then, until I talk to you guys next, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Larsoul, and this was the Hook. Go Bears. See you in LV.